Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs TV, brought to you by Daryl Lee, where there's something special in every bite. You know, I'm joined by my loyal co-host and friend, former captain of the Rabbitohs, Darren Brown, but also a special guest today, former St. George Illawarra Dragon, the most capped player of that club, premiership winning captain, but most importantly for us, he's an assistant coach of the Mighty South City Rabbitohs. Welcome to Rabbitohs TV, Ben. Hey, boys. How are you going? Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, not today. Yeah, thanks, mate. No worries, mate. It's been a bit of a wild year for you guys, I suppose, um, having to deal with a, a hell of a lot of bumps in the road. Yeah, the COVID obviously uh, has been hard for everyone, but uh, yeah, uprooting our life for a couple of months and, and going to Queensland was was tough at the start, but to be honest, it was um, it was quite a good experience and we went into it with that sort of mindset that, you know, we had to make it work for us and we had a great opportunity last year, or this year still, so we, uh, we want to take it with both hands and I thought we did that even though we came up a little bit short in the end. Do you think going up to Queensland as a group, Benny, uh, actually helped the team itself uh, come together? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially for a few of us that uh, are sort of new to the club, like only been here a couple of years. It's been in that COVID situation where, as you guys know, it's sort of no one's near us. Mm. So we don't get to mix with anyone. We're into work. We're out of work straight back home. So to get in that environment and meet some of the players' families and their wives and partners and that sort of stuff was um, – was was it was nothing but a positive experience for us. I mean, obviously, when you're winning games, it's uh, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. But yeah, even without that, I think like it would have been a great experience for us. Must have been a great experience a... with the young blokes uh, coming through, young young Pete and uh, Taffy, so to speak, young Lockie. Yeah, that was wonderful for the club, and obviously great for the team to to be able to give those guys a game too. Um, against the Dragons, we're able to to pretty much give everyone in our squad a game and. For those guys to come up and train and be around, you know, your Cody Walkers and your Damien Cooks and your Cam Murrays, is, it's only going to help us in the future. So uh, it was great for them to get a couple of games. And, and they did very well. I mean, we won that game against the Dragons. So that was even better. Yeah. Especially sure for was, me. And especially young Lockie, he performed outstanding in the number seven role there and got his team to a victory. And I'm sure he'll have that one in the memory bank come around yeah, next year. Will. He certainly will, and he's, he's got a great opportunity in front of him now, with obviously with Anthony the setback there. So um, he, he's just a great kid. He works really hard. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone fitter. He's got a great temperament to play in the halves as well, which I think is really important. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to getting him out on the park and getting a few, few more reps into him. So you mentioned Anthony there. We're going to get to that one a bit later, but um, you've touched on it there now, mate. The NRL decision not to register his contract at the moment, um, I suppose, uh, Bit of a setback for the club. Where, where does that leave us at the moment? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 not ideal. He was obviously looking for a new opportunity. We, we, we thought we could really help him go forward, but the NRL's made their decision, so we've, we've got to abide by those rules. And uh, like we said before, it's going to be a great opportunity for someone else to put their hand up and, and take that position by, by the strap of the neck. Mate, we've got a little bit it's of depth be... there. Probably not a great deal of experience in that number seven position. Uh, with, you know, young Lockie, uh, we've got Dean Hawkins, who's uh, who's available, and, and obviously Blake Taff at a pinch can play number seven as well. Yeah, that's right. So um, some really good young kids there. And, um, yeah, I think Lockie will probably get first crack with Dino. Uh, I think Taff's more suited to the fullback type role or maybe a running 5'8 type role. But whoever comes into that role is, is going to be so lucky. I mean, we've got a lot of experience around those guys. Uh, Cody Walker, as I said, you got Latrell at the back, uh, Damian Cook, Cam Murray. I mean, they're just not going to let these guys down. You know, they're going to make it as easy as and seamless as it, as it can be. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, yourself, you, well, we'll get to your career a little bit later on, but I mean, you, you played a hell of a lot of fullback 
at St George Illawarra Dragons there, mate. You finished up in, in the halves, and, and not only that, you're a very successful halfback, mate. Can you see yeah, Taffy doing something similar down the track if, if, if it doesn't work out for, for Lockie, mate? Yeah, he could. He definitely could. Um, yeah, I think at this stage of his career, and it was similar with me that early on in our careers, I think it's it's a lot easier just to get a bit of a scope of the game from the back, and it's a lot more uh, responsibility when you go up in the front line and, you, and you're the halfback who's touching the ball all the time. So we've, we've just got to make sure we take our time with Taff and, and put him there when he's ready. Um, I think I've played my first four years at fullback and my last eight at halfback. So although a lot of people mm. see me as a, as a fullback, I actually ended up playing a lot more rugby league at halfback. So hopefully I can help out the guys as much as uh, anyone else with just with a bit of knowledge about how to play there. No, definitely, mate. Mate, we'll get to know a little bit about Ben Hornby. Uh, where are you from, mate? And what was it like growing up there? Yeah, I'm from Wollongong, born and bred. So I'm from Coromel originally, but I've moved into town now. Um, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. Obviously played for the Dragons, which is my local team. Um, yeah, I had a great career playing rugby league and then moved into coaching pretty much as soon as I retired and, and doing the pathway sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, all paths have led me to here and I've had a great couple of years here and hopefully this can go on for a long time. But what about your junior career? Did you come through playing for the Illawarra Steelers in the uh, the pathway system? Yeah, I did, yeah. So I played for Coromel in the local comp and um, from that you get selected to, to play Harold Matts for the Steelers and then, yeah, you work your way up. Obviously, it turns into the Dragons uh, once you get to under-20s and reserve grade. So uh, the first couple of years, they were both separate. So it was Illawarra and St. George and Harold Matts and NSG Ball and reserve grade, but they ended up uh, joining together in the reserve grade a couple of years after that. And in the pathways, you had some blokes like Luke Bailey, Matt Cooper, uh, Luke Patton. So you come through with a fair, a fair pathway systems at the Dragons back then. You're in a golden era. Yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, you're spot on. We came through those guys and we played a lot of our junior football together and we're lucky enough to play a fair bit of our senior uh, games together as well. And um, you know, it just helps so much. And we've got the same thing here at South, you know. The, the kids get to come through. We've got a good crop coming through with Pete and those guys that you spoke about, Lockie Ilias, Keon Kilamatangi, Ken Murray's still young. He's still yeah. young. They're all coming through together. And that I think it just helps the club. They've got an understanding of each other. They're great mates. And that sort of stuff can only uh, lead to better things. Oh, for sure, mate. No, it's... Uh... Well, we're happy with everything that's coming through. I mean, that 19 squad looks pretty pretty solid. I'm sure you're going to pluck a few out of there to play Jersey flag and hopefully progress into into some higher higher grades there, mate. Um, now, what, what about you won a grand final? Well, look, we can't we can't brush over that one, mate. Even though it was the Dragons, mate. Um, tell tell us about that year. Mate. I did beat I the Chooks, but I know that's one good thing. You did touch up on the, the yeah. Chooks a little, touched up on grand final day, but common, just, common enemy. He's come so close many times going into it. He's always had a great squad, always had great front rowers and everything, but he just was weighing just that that little bit of uh, uh, missing ingredient in the recipe to get you a comp, mate. Yeah, it was. Um, like you said, uh, 05 and 06, I actually think we had possibly better individual players in those two sides, and we uh, made the preliminary finals, and we're, we, we wanted to outscore everyone. That was sort of how we played. It was like, we're just going to try and outscore you, and sometimes... That's not the best way to win comps. So Wayne came in at a great time. Um, obviously, we'd been through those experiences, uh, having those couple of losses, which really steeled us, the hunger in us to train hard, to do everything that he was sort of asking. Because when he turned up there, he'd won six comps and we were just desperate to win one. So um, he came in and he changed the way we trained. Um, we trained a lot harder. 
a lot more physical and a lot more intense, not necessarily longer, but a lot more intense. And um, he sort of taught us how to win in a way. We knew how to play football. We had all the skills and we had all the talented players, but he taught us how to win games. And um, yeah, I think that was the biggest difference in, in, in 09, 010 and 011 even. And speak, speaking did of talent, moved, did he move you to Illawarra as well? Sorry, Brandon. Did he move you yeah. down to Illawarra as well? That would have no, suited you, no. mate, coming from Illawarra. Yeah. Well, to be fair, seventy-five percent of the team were from the Illawarra, so it was it was great for most of the team. Um, but no, Brownie actually did it. Nathan Brown actually did it in the year before Wayne came. Put a bit of a line in the sand there that you know this training two two days up in Sydney, two days down in Wollongong just wasn't conducive to to, to best performance. So. Uh, Brownie actually pulled the trigger there, and obviously Wayne kept it when when he came in. Mate, out of them St George Illawarra sides, mate, three co- three players have came out and become coaches. Four, including yourself, must have been a great experience playing with uh, such great football knowledge. Yeah, that's right. And we had great coaches as well. I don't know if you know Max Ninnis, but he had a huge impact on on the Dragons and and a lot of players that came through. He put a lot of time into us, and. Um, yeah, as you said, we've we've sort of taken some of the things he's taught us and then some of the things that Wayne's taught us and the Trent Barrett's and those sort of guys obviously got a lot of rep experience as well. So hmm. they've come through and, and Jason Riles now as well. So yeah, there's a fair few coaches there. So hopefully we can we can get some first grade teams at some stage and see how we go. And you, you sort of finished um, professional footy and, and didn't even have a break and went straight into coaching, mate. So how, how was that transition, mate? And, and obviously it's something you can see long term. Yeah, it was, to be honest, it was a bit of a shock. Um, I wasn't going to retire. I still had a year to run on my deal. And at halfway through the year, I said, oh, how are you feeling? I said, oh, I feel great. I, I might go again. And then as the year went on, I just found myself not enjoying it. So the only thing that was sort of keeping me going was to try and get the 300 games. And when I sat down and looked at myself in the mirror and said, mate, if that's why you're playing, you're playing for the, you're playing for the wrong reasons, you know. That's a, that's a personal accolade. It's not a, it's not a team goal. So I ended up pulling the pin. And I said to Peter Douse, who was the CEO, he said, mate, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, well, I think I want to go into coaching. And he goes, yeah, no problem. So well, you, you can coach in George SG Ball. And I was like, that's quick. <laughs> that's quick. <laughs> yeah. Straight into it. Straight into it, no rest. I thought I might, might have a year where I do some ambassador work and, you know, play a couple of golf days. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> but I um, was straight into it. So it was a bit of a shock because obviously I'm from the Illawarra as well. So I didn't really know. House and George sort of ran their uh, pathways up there. Um, but it turned out to be a great experience for me. And I was I was just pure luck that I just lucked into a good side um, that came through. So some of the names out of that, like Dufty, uh, Luciano Leilua, Jacob Host, Adam Fanil Blake, mm-hmm. Harme Sele, um, just a real, and Isaac Thompson, who's um, now at South as well. So just... Yeah. Yeah, I just lucked into a good bunch of kids, and it was it was a great year, and I just couldn't I couldn't have thanked them enough for the year that we had. Mate, speaking of the Rabbitohs, how did you end up here? It's probably a silly question, but uh, did Wayne have a big influence on that? Yeah, Wayne had a huge influence. So at the Dragons, as you know, that they had that bad year, and um, you know it comes to that stage where they've got to make a change. So it's either the head coach or it's the assistants. So the assistant coaches they didn't renew our contracts, so. Um, Wayne was good enough to give me a lifeline at South and um, yeah it's just gone from there I've loved all my time at the club I I couldn't speak highly enough of the club how they run um, all the people involved it's just it's just it was very similar to the Dragons when they were doing well 
Mate, there's so many coaches these days compared to back in the day when I was playing. Can you just let the viewers know what your role is as an assistant coach? Yeah, so I look after the attack. Um, so obviously Jason, previously Wayne, had have certain ideas about the attack and I've got my ideas about it. And we sort of come up with a, with a system that we think is going to work for the players and that they can be as best as they can. And so, yeah, I just run the attack, the, the previews, the reviews, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, my roles predominantly are the fun stuff, throwing the yeah, ball mate, and scoring tries. AJ's got, AJ's got you to thank, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think AJ's got Cody and his mates to thank. But, and uh, Renault, and Renault as well. And Renault, yeah, and yeah. Renault. So, um, for, for, for me, for, with those guys, I mean, it's more about just making sure they're in a good headspace. I mean, they, you've seen them all play. They all know how to play. It's about... For me, just trying to, you know, work with them and see what works for them and what they want to do and just get the best out of them. Yeah. I mean, we well, spoke about it many a times, Benny, on, on the show during the year. And, you know, a lot of the raps go to Cody and so they should have been Latrell. But, gee, Reno, how, how far does he dig into the line and is prepared to engage the defence and take a hit? Uh, he, was, he was phenomenal for us. And, you know, he's going to be a big loss. Like you said, he, he gets so deep in the line and... and what people sometimes don't understand, I think, is when you get that deep, it is so hard to get that pass on the money when they're getting your hands battered or your arm yeah. grabbed or throwing it behind Cody out the back or Latrell out the back. Mm. And, you know, he just had that he just had that silky skill where he could get so deep into the line and that just helps the guys on the outside, sets them up. And oh, without talking about his kicking game and, and his leadership as well, um, yeah. yeah, he's obviously going to be a huge loss and was a great player for us. Oh, definitely. Well, I think prior to you getting there, I don't think they were playing as much on the same side as the field as, as until you got in there and got your hands on it and, and, and changed a few things, I think, in South Sydney. And on our left-hand side, I don't think anyone argued that Jesus has been the best left-hand side for a couple of years now, easily. Yeah, yeah, we worked really hard on that. and um, I've done off what happened in the past, but it doesn't seem like the right side had had that sort of licence to, to play sort of more football. And uh, we're always trying to encourage Cody to go over the other side of the field as well. And, and Latrell, he's happy to go anywhere. So, yeah, it was, wasn't too much of a shift for the boys. It was more just a, we're not going to be so left side uh, dominant. Um, we felt like if we get a bit more threat on the right and we can try and get a little bit more threat through the middle, then that's only going to help the left-hand side because they're going to have less numbers at stages because they're worrying about the other spots. So, yeah, I, I think it was just a – it was a change that I don't – I think it started before I got here, to be honest. But I just sort of tried to carry it on and give them the confidence that, yeah, the right side needs to be just as good as our left if we're going to do what we want to do. Benny, oh, you're, just... you're, pretty mod we're pretty, you're pretty modest, mate. You can put your hand up and take credit for that one if you want. <laughs> yeah. mate, uh... It's always the players, mate. It's always a lot easier when you've got good players. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mate, we just spoke about our inspirational skipper, Adam Reynolds, who has left us. And he's going to leave another important role that needs to be filled. And that's the captaincy, mate. We've got a number of quality players uh, that can take that role. Um, Latrell, Cody, Cam, Cookie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for Jason. That's what it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> all those, all those guys bring something different. And I think that's what sort of makes it work. They're different personalities and they bring different things to the table. So I mean, you could, you could pick any one of them, and I'm sure the other guys would support that guy, and, and, and they do a great job as a, as a leadership group. And I think that's where the game's sort of more at now. It's more uh, a group or a collective bunch of players that, that lead the team because they're in different parts of the field or, or the forwards. You know, they need a different rev up to the, say what the backs need sometimes. So, 
Um, I'm sure they do a great job. It's more the off-field stuff that the captaincy can sometimes be a little bit of a hindrance or, or, or a big responsibility, the off-field, the off-field stuff that comes with it. Yeah. Mate, we, uh, yeah well, we, not- we, we had a chat about it the other day and exactly what you just said, mate. They, them four players, they all bring different qualities to the game and they, you know, any one of them would do a great job. Yeah, and they've all got, they've got similar experience in games played too, um, Benny. Like they've just they've all played over hundred. No one's played more than one hundred fifty, so they're all right in that mix where they're, they've, they've tasted first grade for a long time. They've all played at the highest level. I'm sure they could all handle that next step up when it comes to leadership wise. And you see that you see that on and off the field, um, day in day out from all them four boys. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like I said, it's a, it's a tough choice for JD. So we'll be interested to see who he picks. <laughs> Yeah, you're happy to hand that one over to Joe, yeah. no doubt about <laughs> yeah. it. Mate. Now, um, there's another another um, guy that we lost, and I mean, on and off the field, I, I thought he was outstanding, in particular the last couple of years. Dane Gagai, going to be a big loss in that squad, mate, um, leadership-wise. And I think there's a half a dozen blokes putting their hand up. Who's in pressure in the first couple of weeks of preseason? Well, the, the big guns aren't back yet. So it's been most mm. of the kids at the moment. So... There is a couple of guys there, but it's more of the guys that are coming back next week that'll probably, you know, be the ones that are putting their hands up to start the year. Your, your Jackson Paulos and your Tane Milnes. Um, young Josiah Carapani, he's looked really good at training. Um, so whether or not he's, he's ready, time will tell. But um, as you said, Gags is going to be a huge loss. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen the work he does at the back of the field, not just the score and the tries and the great hands that he's got there with, with Cody on the left, but he does a lot of hard work for us, and he's just a great personality, Gags. He's just a ball of energy, so he brings he brings that to the team. So that's another another part of the team that we have to sort of fill. Someone who's got that upbeat personality and, and wants to compete on every play. So um, yeah, he, he's going to be a loss for us, that's for sure. And, and Newcastle got a great player there, but we have got some some really talented uh, young outside backs coming through. So uh, I'm sure everyone will be excited to see them get their opportunity as well. You said not everyone's not back yet. Um, we saw some pictures. I think Cody was back a couple of days ago, just dropped in for a session. And, and Joy, Joy Arrow dropped in today, did he as well? Yeah, yeah, they've both been back. So Cody's he's, he's sort of training probably three times a day at the, at the moment off, off, the, off his own bat. Uh, Joy's sort of seen Cody's in here, so he's decided that he's going to come <laughs> back. So, um, I mean, as, as you know, in football, you have too much time off. What are you going to do? You just get bored. So, the boys have started to slowly trickle in, even though they don't have to be here. So it's another great, great achievement for the club that the guys want to be here when they don't have to be. Mate, I'll tell you what I've been doing, and that's eating Daryl Lee chocolates, mate, one of our sponsors. Uh, I don't know if you're a chocoholic <laughs> like I am, but let me tell you, if you haven't tried oh, this chocolate, the white Christmas chocolate pudding, with the mate. raspberry bullets, it is the best chocolate of all time. Do you like chocolate? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you who likes Daryl Lee, my dad. Oh, does the, he? The Rocky, oh, the Rocky Road. He eats yeah. it all the time. He oh, loves yeah. it. The Rocky Road from Daryl Lee. Yeah, the Rockley Road. Staple, road. Of, yeah. my, the staple mate, uh, of my upbringing, Daryl Lee. Yeah, mate, oh, uh, we might one, get a we might get a box tree, of a uh, hundred dollar voucher to you, mate. A hundred dollar hamper full of Daryl Lee chocolates just for your old man, oh. mate. We'll bring it down the trainer for you. Yeah, he'd love that. He'd love that, Dad. <laughs> Now, what do you get up to uh, away from footy? Um, Benny, obviously, you've got a family and all that, mate. Yeah, I've got two kids. So, my son's uh, 13 and my daughter's nine. So, they, they take up a little bit of time going to their events and, and, and different sporting and, and other stuff with them. But I used to play a lot of golf, but I don't seem to get as much time now with the kids uh-huh. and, and, and training. And so, 
at the moment, um, I, it's all just something with the kids. I'll be still with something with the kids with me downtime most of the time now. So, mate, uh, where, where are the boys training at the moment? Are they at Urco at the moment? Yeah, we're at Urco, I think, for another for another session tomorrow. And then we move back to Redfern next week and beyond. So, we're really looking forward to that, getting back on Redfern Oval. So, um, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier for everyone. All the big boys will be rolling in in the next few weeks, trickling in. Yeah, so we get a, we get a good chunk back um, next week. The guys from the bubble that, that were in the bubble for the whole time but didn't play... Uh, every game so they come back yeah. next week and then the, the big big boys they come back on the 15th i think of december for a couple of days before okay. christmas so um yeah probably won't be till after christmas that we get to really unleash our training sessions oh beautiful mate um you got anything else for him brandy before we let him go mate, mate that's about it we'll uh we'll pop down the trainer mate we'll bring that uh hundred dollar hamper down for you mate uh, <laughs> thanks Lee. for your time and uh Hope you enjoy all the chocolates, mate, and good luck uh, next season, buddy. Yeah, thanks, boys. Maybe luck, we'll mate. catch up um, after Christmas and see how we're going. Yeah, 100%, yeah, mate. Sure. Thanks, Benny. All thanks right. for your time, mate. No problem. Cheers, mate. Do I leave now? Uh, yeah, I'll... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, mate, we're all new to it, too. <laughs> thanks, mate. Yeah. No dramas. Cheers, mate. Well, it's good to catch up with the assistant coach of the Mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs and uh, gave us a few insights there, Brownie. Uh, it sounds like we've got a bit of depth in the, in the centre position, eh? Yeah, definitely, chaps. Yeah, he, uh, he's really excited with um, all the depth in all the positions. He said uh, Tane Milne and Jackson Paulo looks like they'll probably get the first opportunity to take that left-hand uh, centre spot. That means Josh Mantle might come into play as a winger. So, um, look, really excited uh, with the, um, you know, with the development of these young kids coming through. And he, and he mentioned a couple of them. And what I'm excited about is that his old man loves Daryl Lee chocolates. <laughs> How good he is that? He certainly does. A great supporter of our show. Uh, yeah, and you got the Daryl Lee raspberry twist, the show packets. They're beautiful. I we mauled a few over here. Now they're Australian made, plant based, no artificial colours. That's them. Perfect for a party platter decoration. They add a bit of colour, mate. That. So we'd like to thank Daryl Lee for all their support. And also Barnaby Water, locally sourced spring water bottles at the source. Stock your office or business, Brian. Yeah, Barnaby Water. I mean, water's water, but it's a great tasting water. You know, you have it chilled. It's just a, you know, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say, but, you know, water's water, but I like Bunnaby Water. And also NG Farrell Real Estate, been operating since 1962, a family-owned business, one of the most trusted real estate agencies in the southeast part of Sydney. Glenn Farrer has been a big supporter of our show since day dot. They've got four offices based in Kingsford is their head office, down at Coogee, Little Bay and Mascot. So if you're thinking of selling, give Glenn a call on 0418 252 768 and he will look after you, let me tell you. Yeah, and we've also got the Juniors Group of Clubs. The Rabbitohs home away from home, the place to play while the Bunnies are away. And, I mean, we we get as much support out of them as anyone. We're going to go up there in a couple of weeks when I get out of this sort of bit of an isolation period. We're going to have a bit of a dinner and, and a few beers and maybe a 
glass of red wine because we've hardly even caught up away from work, have we? You know what I mean? So it'd be good to catch up with all the families and the wives and the kids. And, and well, we haven't. And I just want to give a big thank you to Keith McCraw. He's uh, donated four tickets to the South Sydney Race Day tomorrow. And I'll be taking uh, a mate of mine and, and two, two guests uh, to the race day. So a big thank you to Keith. I did an auction for him at the Junior Bunnies Golf Day. And he provided four tickets as a, an appreciation and thanking me for doing the auction on sh such short notice. So, But, chaps, that's about it. A big thank you to Ben Hornby. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we look forward to the next episode of Rabbitohs TV. That's right. It's been rebranded, Rabbitohs TV. So um, Rabbitohs Radio has been sort of left behind. We've rebranded at Rabbitohs TV and all that content you can find on YouTube, which you'll be watching now. And also, we'll be still be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all your podcast apps. So our slogan is, you can watch or listen. See you guys. Up the Rabbitohs. Up the Rabbitohs.